You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, this Sunday is the Sunday of persistent prayer, the Sunday of the Canaanite woman whose daughter has a demon, the Sunday that the Holy Spirit encourages us to not grow weary in our prayers, but to persist in them, to persist in our petitions to the Heavenly Father. And the example that the Holy Spirit uses is this woman who comes to Jesus. Now, here's what we know about this woman. First, she's a Canaanite. That is, that she's not a Jew. She's a foreigner. And this is a big deal. Here, it's a big deal in this text. And throughout the entire New Testament, it's a big deal. For foreigners were not part of the people of God. Therefore, they did not participate in all of the rites and ceremonies and all the other stuff of the Old Covenant. The promises that God made to Abraham and to Moses, that forgiveness would be distributed through the temple and all these various ceremonies. And at this time, the Jews had taken this kind of distinction and made it even farther, and they despised the Gentiles. In fact, when we read in the book of Acts, we're reading the, how, how the Holy Spirit works to overcome this despising this racism, really, as the Holy Spirit pushes the gospel out past the, the borders of Israel to the Samaritans and then to the Gentiles and to all the world. So the woman who comes to Jesus is a Gentile. But there's more. She's not just any Gentile. She's a Canaanite. The Canaanites were the ones, remember, who were dwelling in the land, who were supposed to be driven out from the land as Joshua brought the Lord's people to, to, to establish themselves in the land and to take the land that the Lord had promised them as their inheritance. So that there are still Canaanites hanging around in Israel is testimony to Israel's disobedience to God's command. So we know the woman is a Canaanite. We also know that she's a mother. In fact, she comes to Jesus to pray for her daughter. Have mercy on me, O Lord. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Besides the love of Christ for sinners, I don't know if there's any greater love than a parent for their child. And this woman has that. And this Canaanite woman also has some spiritual insight. She knows that the thing that's bothering her daughter is not a mental illness or some sort of other uh, natural thing, but a supernatural problem. She knows it's a demon. Now, this doesn't right away mean that she knows the scriptures. There were a lot of the ancient pagan religions who had the doctrines of demons and, uh, and, and, uh, and thought about this sort of stuff. But we do see that this woman did have faith. In fact, true faith, faith in Jesus. How? We, we don't know exactly, or the precise details. We know that the word of Christ reached her ears, and that she had believed the promise of this Messiah. She had trusted that this man, Jesus, was the one sent from God to rescue sinners. She even calls Jesus the son of David, showing that she knew something of the promises that the Jewish people were waiting to be kept. The, something of the Old Testament promises of the Messiah. So this woman knows her trouble that her daughter has a demon, and she knew her Lord, Jesus, and she prayed. This, in fact, is the recipe for prayer. To know, first of all, your trouble. To know what you lack. To know what you need. And then to know your Lord, the one who cares for you and will give you all that you need. Now, I've talked to a lot of people in the midst of trouble, 
And uh, I, I think that there, there's something about trouble that teaches us to pray. I, I, I'll ask people and I'll say, uh, it, it, as they're explaining to me their problems or the various things that are going on, I've probably said this to all of you at one point or another. I've said, I don't need to remind you to pray, do I? And you say, Pastor, all I do is pray. <laughs> and that's right. Our troubles teach us to pray. And our troubles teach us to trust. To trust in Christ. In fact, if we wanted a definition of prayer, this would probably be it. It's simply our faith or our trust in Christ put into words. Knowing that the Lord who hears us and loves us is the same Lord who will keep His promises to us. That He'll hear our prayer and that He'll answer them. But this isn't easy. In fact, I think this text is given to us for this very reason. It's to help us to recognize that prayer is not an easy thing. And it's to help us escape this very mechanical view of prayer, like God is some sort of machine and not a person. Like prayer is some sort of lifeless endeavor. And when we pray, the text is showing us we're praying to the Father, or to Jesus, or to the Spirit. We're praying to a person, not to a, not to a thing, not to a robot, not to some sort of computer where we put in our request and then out the chute at the bottom comes a can of Coke or something. I mean, look at how this woman prays. She comes to Jesus with her request, and Jesus flat out ignores her like he can't even hear her. Here it is in the text. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he didn't answer her a word. But this doesn't stop her. She keeps praying. She persists. She knows Jesus, and she knows her trouble. By faith, not by sight. In fact, her sight would tell her that Jesus is just a man who's ignoring her. But she knows by faith that this is the one who answers prayers. So much does she continue to persist in prayers that the disciples start to pray to Jesus against her. (laughs) And his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away for she's crying out after us. But Jesus answers, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, the silence of Jesus is broken. But not even to this woman who's praying. It's to the disciples. But it's enough. This Canaanite woman now knows that Jesus has heard her prayers. And she knows a couple of other things too. She knows that Jesus knows who she is. That she's not an Israelite woman. Something only the Messiah would know. And he kn- and she knows now that Jesus knows that she needs help. She, and so she knows that her prayer's been heard, that Jesus knows who she is, that, that he knows what she needs, and she knows that her prayer is halfway answered. Verse 25, she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And at this word, the contest is won. Jesus has spoken to her, and he's given her a word. A word for her to trust. A word for her to believe. Jesus has called her a dog. (laughs) Now, this looks to us like a terrible insult. It just looks horrible that Jesus would say such a thing. Who would take such talk from Jesus? Answer? Faith. Faith. Faith takes the words of Jesus and trusts in them. She says, verse 27, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. 
If you will call me a dog, I'll take it. I'll be the dog. And I'll ask only for the dog's due, the crumbs that fall over the edge of the table. And this is prayer. To hold Jesus to his word. To take that word, to believe it, and to hold Jesus to it. Luther preaches beautifully on the text. He, uh, Luther says that this woman who has such strong faith that she hears the yes behind all of the no's. <laughs> she hears the amens behind all of the silence. And that she at last grabs a hold of Jesus by the word, which is just what Jesus wanted in the first place. Faith hears what Jesus speaks of us and believes it and asks Jesus to give what he's promised. So the last verse, verse 28. Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is just beautiful and I suspect very helpful for us. Because the Bible, like Jesus to this woman, he comes along and insults her. The Bible comes along and insults us as well. And God shows up and you know what he says about you? He says that you're a sinner. He says that you deserve his wrath. He says that you should be cast far from the kingdom. That you deserve his anger. The Bible comes along and insults us. And instead of storming off insulted, how dare he talk of me like that, faith believes that word and clings to that word and asks for the promise that God has, has given. So we pray and we ask Jesus to treat us like he treats sinners. In other words, we ask him to forgive us. We ask him to love us. We ask him to save us. We ask him to deliver us. Lord, you're calling me a sinner, and you said you came only to save sinners. <laughs> so, save me. If you'll call me a sinner, then I'll be a sinner. And I'll ask only what you promise sinners. Your death. And your forgiveness. And your mercy. And your kindness. And your love. And this, dear saints is the prayer that Jesus loves. The prayer that Jesus answers. The prayer that faith prays. When we know that the thing that we need most of all is Jesus. So we stand taught by the Spirit, encouraged by this text. We stand alongside with the Canaanite woman as those who are not put off at the Lord's word, but rather as those who grab a hold of it and grab a hold of Jesus by that word. We are those who pray and we are those whose prayers are answered by Jesus because he does love you and he does die for you and he does forgive you all of your sins. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.